0: Good morning. Good see all of you already. What is it, the 19th today? Amazing. It fast. As Brad said, we're in week two in this series, we're calling Anchors, and we're looking at three anchors that are, keep us centered in growing in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Three anchors that really are essential for us to thrive spiritually, to thrive in every aspect of our life, and to worship Christ, uh, live in community, and get on mission. Jeff unpacked the first of these anchors last Sunday for us to worship Christ, which at, at its core means finding and expressing our greatest satisfaction in God. And Jeff was right, you know, when he said that that uh, we, all, we all worship something, and in a sense, we're all expert worshipers. And so, the question we really need to ask ourselves is, who or what are we worship, worshiping? Our, 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 is it God that we're worshiping? And so, asking myself that question, it would be, am I finding my, my greatest satisfaction in God, my greatest satisfaction in Jesus Christ? And... Am I, am I expressing this satisfaction in personal times of, of worship and in times of worship like what we're doing here this morning, which was awesome, by the way, to be led in worship like Rob and the team did today and songs we sang praising God and... And, 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 and I don't know if you remember last week, Jeff, Jeff uh, talked about not, not only what we do in, in our personal times of worship and what we do here on Sunday morning, but what we do in the daily stuff of life. Remember he called it the in-between time. And, you know, how are we, how are we expressing our satisfaction in God by how we live and, and what we do and what we say. And, and so as, as I thought about Jeff's sermon, and I reflected on what it's taken for me, myself personally, to secure my own life in this anchor. I, the more I thought about it, the more I, I, I agreed with myself and and realized that my relationship with other believers is key to this happening. It's it's not something that I've done on my own, where I've been out living some kind of a, on an island somewhere. It's 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 happened in large part because I've been living in community. With, with other followers of, of Jesus Christ, which, which, which is the second anchor, what we're gonna talk about this morning and it's the reason why I believe in it as deeply as I do. I don't know if you realize it or not, but I'm celebrating my 54th birthday this year. Can you believe that? 54 years old. That's what? <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I really am, you doubt me, right? You're doubting me. Listen, this is what I mean, All right, I'll just clarify it a little bit for you. So you know, I, I was born on April 18, 1951. So physically, I, I was born then, so physically, uh, this year I'll turn 63. Okay, just so you know that. But in 1960, as a nine-year-old boy, I stayed after one of the classes as, in, for kids, and I told my teacher that I wanted Jesus Christ to be my Savior. And so, uh, as a nine-year-old, 54 years ago, I became a follower of Jesus Christ. So I've had 54 years with this. I can I mean, imagine, you imagine? Know, it's, it's such an incredible privilege to have 54 years in, in relationship with, with Jesus Christ. But i got to be honest with you. There have been times uh, when I haven't lived like I'm convinced that it's the greatest privilege. You know what, you know what I'm talking about? There have been times when I've drifted. I've, I've drifted from having Jesus Christ at the center of my life where, where, where I'm wanting to grow in my relationship with him, and I want to grow in my faith and my love for, for Christ, and where I'm really thriving in, in, my, in my spiritual walk. I tell you, there have been times when I've drifted. And on this week, I, I thought about that a little bit, and I looked back in my life, and I thought of, about some of the times that I drifted. And I remember when I went from grade school into high school, and you know, middle school, well, they were junior high back then, seventh grade. And, and, and something happened to me when I made that shift from one school to the other. There, I, I don't know what, I, what, what it was, but it, it, it started where friendships, I, I, I started thinking that, that more important than my relationship with Christ was my relationship with friends and it's like I thought I'd, I needed to be in the right group of friends and I didn't, I didn't want any ridicule for my faith and so I drifted for a few years. Christ wasn't at the center. In my, in my senior year of high school and my uh, first year of college, and in fact it really, things, you know, really did get my spiritual act together before my senior year in high school and, and uh, but all way back till when i was in 6th grade i knew what i wanted to do for a career and i wanted to be an architect and it was just a dream that i had and but god began to put his like his you know his gentle hand on me in, in my senior year of high school and my first year of college and but i didn't want to i didn't god god had some other plans but i didn't like those i wanted to do what i wanted to do and and so for that period of time i was drifting i was drifting from having Christ at the center of my life and wanting to grow in that relationship. I really was. And then I had an unexpected drift when I I actually did become a pastor in First Church in Wisconsin, and I came out of of seminary, and I was as fired up and as enthused and excited about, as anybody could possibly be, about about leading a, a group of people, leading a church, and... In, in reaching out and helping spiritually lost people find God. And, and then in that, that, that little church, I ran into a group of hard-hearted followers of Christ who didn't care in the least about uh, uh, being a church that would be a place that would help people find Christ. And it was a very hard year, that first year. I'd, in fact, I almost didn't, almost didn't make it through that, that first year with that church. And I became so disappointed and, and so frustrated. And, and I actually moved into anger. And, 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 and hard to believe, but, you know, it's like, it's so ironic. But I drifted. I drifted during that year from my, my really just this, you know, really warm, you know, Passionate love for Jesus Christ. Uh, I could, I mean, we could. I could give you one example after another. Times in my life when I've drifted, and I don't need to give you any more of those. But I've had enough of them, right? And I'd have to say that we're not any less susceptible to drifting away from our relationship with Jesus Christ when we get older I mean I can tell you this as, as a guy who's about to be in a few months to be 63 years old I can tell you from experience that man you can be a follower of Christ for 54 years and you can still, you can still drift and I, I know this is true I know it's true because it's what I've struggled with since our son Gre- Greg died in, in 2011 I haven't drifted I haven't drifted but I've got to be honest, the current of of pain and, and sadness and missing Greg is so strong that, that, it, that it could easily pull me away from, from wanting to love Jesus Christ and wanting to, to grow in my relationship with Christ. You know, it'd be so easy. And here's the deal, everybody. And this is what I want us to see this morning. That, that, that I haven't drifted it isn't because I'm some kind of a spiritual giant, because I'm not and if you know me well you know I'm not a spiritual giant staying close to Jesus Christ isn't something I've been able to do on on my own I've I've only been able to do it because of relationships with other followers of Christ that that I've intentionally built into my life. It's, It's because of a choice that I made years ago not to live my Christian life in some kind of an isolation, but to instead live in community with other believers who share my faith in Jesus Christ. And so looking back, I mean honestly looking back all the way back to those years in high school. I, I know it's, it's because of my relationship with other believers, with other Christ followers, that, that, that I haven't drifted. And, and then those times when, when I did drift, that they were the ones who pulled me back again into where I needed to be in my relationship with Christ. Living in community, I'm going to just tell you, living in community with other believers has been a consistent part of my life, and it's made all the difference for me from, from instead of drifting in, in, in my faith in my relationship with Christ, I've been able to thrive in that relationship. And so today I wanna I wanna do everything I can in the time that I've got to convince you to do the same. Okay. So here here's our, our second anchor, and it, it's for us to it's for us to live in community. And, um, all right? To live in community. There is an eye in there, you just can't see it. I forgot it. Okay? It's for us to live in community. Which at its core, this is what it means. And the staff spent a lot of time, like Jeff mentioned last Sunday, talking about really what it means. And it it means that we're connecting in authentic relationships to grow our faith in Christ. To grow our faith in Christ. Connecting in authentic relationships to grow our faith in Christ. And that that statement has two parts to it. I'm going to look at the second half of that statement. To grow our faith in Christ. To grow our faith in Christ. I don't know if you know what we're all about as a church, but we're all about uh, people far from God brought into a relationship with, with Jesus Christ. That's what we're all about. And in a growing relationship, being able to thrive in, in every aspect of our lives, in, in our own personal joy and fulfillment when what's happening inside of ourselves and and in our friendships and and if we're married, in our marriages and in in our family, uh, children with parents and parents with children and and that we're able to thrive at work, we're we're able to thrive at school, I mean in our neighborhood, every aspect of our lives that we're able to thrive. For every person to experience this is what motivates me and inspires me to do what i do and I mean there 's nothing better than to see this happen happen in the life of another person and i I had a conversation uh, Thursday evening. a guy came in to see me, and we uh, we talked for a couple of hours and and uh, he came and talked to me after after uh, one of our christmas services and 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 talked about you know really w- wanting to Really wanting to get where he needs to get in his relationship with God and his relationship with Jesus Christ, and and so Thursday evening we spent two hours talking and and how that's possible. We just had the, I mean, it was just abs, it was a, it was just an absolute blast to be able to have that conversation with him. It's it's like the funnest thing in the world to do, you know, to to be able to do that, and and because I I know as you know, to be able to see him walk out of the door that that evening and to see the joy on his face that's that's what we want and so there's a question that we need to ask ourselves with all of this if we're if we're talking about a growing relationship with Jesus Christ what we need to ask ourselves what is it that grows in a growing relationship with Christ what is it that grows uh, what is it that that is key for each one of us to thrive spiritually you know really to thrive spiritually what's key what what is it that is key f- that makes it possible for us to experience what God can do in and through our lives in every every aspect of our lives what what is it what is it that grows what is it that needs to grow And it really, and that's why we wrote the second half of of that statement, connecting in authentic relationships. It's this, to grow our faith in Christ, okay? So that's what we're talking about, to grow our faith in Christ, okay? Let me explain why. Why that's, why that's key. It's what we're talking about when we grow our faith in Christ, it's, we're talking about our confidence that He is who He says He is and that He will do what He's promised to do. And, and, and I believe that this is key because our faith or trust is at the center of every relationship. I, I think you agree with me, right? That as trust goes, so goes the relationship. And, and this is definitely true in our relationship with God. As, as your confidence in God grows, As your faith in God grows, the more more you're going to want to have God at the center of your life, Jesus Christ at the center of your life, the the more you're going to trust Jesus Christ to lead you into a life that is everything that you hope that your life could be. And so that leads us to a second question, okay? And, And the question is, well, then if, if, if we're talking about growing our faith, what is it that grows our faith? What is it that really makes our faith grow? And, and you know, I think if I went around the room and I, you know, I took a mic and, and took some time and we had conversation about this, I, I think we would come up with at least these four things that grow our faith, okay? And, and, the, and, and they're not in order of priority, but just each one of them. One is... Practical, I'm going to try to get them all on the same page. I got in trouble the first service. Practi- I, I didn't realize you couldn't write this big, you know. Practical teaching, okay? Practical teaching. That's what we try to do every, every Sunday here. That's, when, that's why I work so hard and Jeff works so hard on the sermons that we do because we want, to be able to, we want to be able to take, you know, God's Word, Scripture that is so absolutely wonderful and we want to be able to teach it in a, way, in, a, in a way that is so practical that you know how to take that and apply it to your own personal life so that you're able to thrive in every single aspect of your, of your life. So practical teaching. The, the other one, Is spiritual Again I'm trying to get it all in the same So I'm going to squeeze in as I go I can tell Disciplines Okay Isn't that impressive look at that (laughs) I got to learn how to do this more I got to do it more often That's really bad. Spiritual spiritual disciplines, okay? And and I'm I'm a real believer in having discipline in our life, in every aspect of it, and certainly in our spiritual life. And and so what we're talking about here is at the very least that that our own personal study of God's Word, of Scripture, is part of our daily lives. That There's a consistency with this. In our daily lives, the the second one is that is is prayer that we're, you know we, we have a time whether it's in the morning or the evening we have a set time where we're 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 talking to God we're praying to God we're bringing every part of our life to to God and and not only our life but we're praying for others but but not only prayer like in the morning or in the evening but but where we're having conversations with God throughout the day we're bringing God into, into our daily lives. So those two, and and then the other one that I think we would agree uh, grows us, grows our faith is, and I think this is a big one actually, it's challenging, and see if you can guess what the second half is. Challenging, I'm not even going to try to get this one. Okay, there's a second word. Challenging, what do you think? Any guesses? Circumstances, okay challenging circumstances tell you what that'll grow you um, and what what I'm talking about here is Circumstances that stretch you, right? Circumstances that, that get you out of your comfort zone. Circumstances where you know, you, you suddenly realize, I cannot do this myself. I have got to depend on God. And, 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 and then having to do that, what, you've, what you discover is that God's absolutely faithful. God comes through every single time. Tell you what, that grows your faith. That grows your faith. And then the last one, Serving. And I think that's another big one. Okay? Serving. Uh, And and what what we're talking about here is where we get outside of ourselves. We're not just thinking about ourselves, but we get outside of ourselves and we serve other people. There is something that is just so absolutely power, just makes all the difference in how we grow in our faith if we're willing to get outside of ourselves and we're willing to serve other people. Now, I'll tell you what, each one of these have their own unique way of growing our faith. But what's, when they really are doing well is when we got them all and they're all working together. You know, they're all connected. They're, they're, they're all a part of, of our life. And when this happens, when this happens, it just grows our faith in Jesus Christ. You experience a life that is, that is thriving in absolutely every aspect of your life. It's, it's thriving. But here's what I don't want us to miss today, okay? And it's what I'm talking about this morning. And I can tell you this, I know this is true because it comes from 38 years of experience as a pastor and it comes from experience in my, my own personal experience. I can tell you this, all four of these are maximized when you and I are living in community with other believers, when we're living in community with each other. And, 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 and what that means is that we're connecting in authentic relationships. Okay, that's the first half of that statement that I put up here, or we put up, okay? Connecting in authentic relationships to grow our faith in Christ. Now, I don't think it would be hard, uh, it wouldn't take long for us to to be able to agree with, well, what does it really mean to be in authentic relationship with other people? Well, the, the first thing it means is that we really love them, we really care for them. It means that if you have an authentic relationship with somebody else, it means that you're, you're willing to be open about the struggles that you have in your own life, right? It means also that, you're, that you, have the, you love them so much that you're going to speak truth into their, into their life, but you're, you're going to do it in a, in a loving kind of way. And, and, and to be in an authentic relationship also means that you welcome an accountability with other people and an accountability that's, that's helpful. That's what it means to be in an authentic relationship. And We take this and we apply it to what's most important for each one of us who are followers of Christ and that is that we're growing in our relationship with Christ and that we're growing in our faith in Jesus Christ and if, if you have a friendship with other people that is authentic then this happening in, in their life is, is going to be incredibly important to you. All of these happening in their lives is going to be very important to you. I think somebody who modeled this so well for us in Scripture is the Apostle Paul, okay? I, I, um, that guy was authentic to the core. He, he really loved people. Uh, he was honest about his own struggles, and in love he spoke truth into the lives of other people. I, I, a great example of this is his relationship with Timothy. And Some people think that Paul was the one who led Timothy, Uh, to faith in Jesus Christ and if you're not you know if you're not familiar with the Bible the Apostle Paul was somebody who hated Christianity and then he was confronted with the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ he became a follower of Jesus Christ and I mean he just he knocked it out of the park and I think one reason he did is because he was so much in relationship with other people and one of the people he was in relationship was this young pastor by the name of Timothy and uh and and so paul wrote timothy two letters and in the second letter he said this in the first chapter this is how he expressed his love for timothy he said i thank god whom i serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience as night and day i constantly remember you in my prayers and he said i love this he said recalling your tears, I long to see you so that you may be filled with joy. Paul, Paul was Paul was feeling concerned for Timothy. He loved this guy. He knew that Timothy was suffering, and Paul said, man, everything in me, I just wanted to be with you so that I could encourage you like I, I know you needed to be encouraged. That's, that's love. And, and then as far as speaking into Timothy's life, I, I love what he, he, what Paul also wrote in that same chapter. He said, said to Timothy, I remind you to fan it into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God didn't give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and of love and self-discipline. And so he said, so Timothy, don't be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me as prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. You see, I think Timothy was being a, a bit timid about his faith and he was, a, he was reluctant to put himself out there, and it's like Paul was saying to him, man up, Timothy, man up, don't be ashamed of your faith in Christ. I mean, that was powerful for Timothy to hear that. And then, and then as far as being honest about his own struggles, I don't know if you've ever read the book of Romans, but it's just as fabulous, a brilliant apologetic of the christian faith and and paul writes the first 6 chapters and then he comes to the 7th chapter and he just opens up about himself and he says something i i'm guessing all of us can re- relate to he said he said i don't understand what i do he said i don't understand myself sometimes he said for for what i do is not the good i want to do no he said the evil that i don't want to do that, that's what i keep on doing? I mean, that's being pretty honest. Yeah, he's putting himself out there. So here's what I'm saying. It's a pretty simple message today. All I'm saying is I'm 100% for the second anchor. For us to live in community with other Christ followers, I'm, I'm convinced that there's incredible life-changing power when believers connect with each other in authentic relationships. You know, um, I'll just, I'm going to be honest with you here. Um, you know, I, i um, well, let me, hold on a minute. I'll tell you this in a minute. Okay, I'm going to save this for you. All right. Um, I think I need to say this first. It, it might be possible um, to have those kind of relationships that I'm talking about outside of a small group. But what I've seen almost without exception is most people don't build those relationships unless small groups have been a part of their life. And, and you might be an exception to this, but i got to tell you, you'd be, a, you'd be a rare bird, okay? You'd be a rare exception. And, and I'm going to even say this, all right? you might be thinking that you've done quite well in your spiritual life without being in relationship with other believers, without being in that kind of community. But you might consider this, okay? The possibility that you're not doing as well as you think you're doing. You you might be blind to what's really happening in your spiritual life, and and you might be satisfied where your relationship with Christ is when you really shouldn't be satisfied. and see, it might be that that you've been drifting from Christ at the center of your life for a lot longer and a lot further than you realize. And what's missing for you is that is the insight and the encouragement and the strength that 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 comes through authentic relationships with other believers who can love you, yes, and encourage you, yes, but also. Speak the hard truth into your life that we all sometimes need to hear. Last year, I, I, I went to a one-day conference with uh, two pastors uh, who are fairly well known in our country, uh, Craig Rochelle and Andy Stanley. And Craig Rochelle did a, a session on accountability. Accountability. And he opened it with a, a great statement. I tried to write it down exactly how he said it. and I'm not, I'm not going to put this up in PowerPoint, but this is, this is as close. I think I've got it pretty close to what he said. And it's so true. He said, he said by nature, by nature, what's na- what comes natural is that we drift toward sin rather than toward God he said he said we can never say that we fell into holiness where we'd say to ourselves i'm so perfect now i wonder how that happened you know see it is true right you you do not drift into holiness and I'll, I'll say it this way. You do not drift into a life that's thriving. You've, you've got to be intentional in what you do that's going to move you into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ It's going to grow your faith. You know, I mentioned um, when I started out this sermon today about what I've gone through the last two and a half plus years. And um, not drifting. I've got to tell you i got to tell you one of the key reasons I haven't drifted. It's because of a relationship that God brought into my life just before Greg died that I had no idea how important it would be to me. And you've heard me, and I, I can, I'm going to mention it today because Kyle's not in town. He's lecturing in Philadelphia this weekend. But you've heard me talk about working out with this guy who is half my age at Lifetime and um, but I got to tell you, more important than what it's done for me physically to work out with this, with Kyle Cheatham, it's what Kyle's done for me spiritually. And I, I I know for a fact I I I really I have thought so many times I wonder if I would be if I would have been able to continue preaching and do ministry without the relationship that I've had with this guy named Kyle who's listened to me, who's let me cry, where I've come to, sometimes up to, that, up to a lifetime and I've been so low and I've been so down and he's just listened to me, where, where he's asked me, you know, days just out of the blue, how are you doing today, Steve? He's just, where he's said so many things that are the right things to say and who's, who's challenged me when I needed to be challenged, who said the hard stuff to me when I needed to have hard stuff said to me. See, I mean, it's just relationships are so important. And you just never, sometimes you never realize how much you're going to need to have those relationships in your life. And uh, we, Kyle and I had a, a about a, a two weeks, a little bit better than two weeks, we, we weren't able to work out together. I got sick after Christmas, and then he's been traveling. And and so we were able to grab some time Wednesday morning to work out. And it had been like almost three weeks we hadn't done it. And and we were doing that nutty, crazy thing of pull-ups and push-ups where we would alternate going back and forth. Where When I'm doing it, my head is like spinning, you know, like, uh, you know, like, am I I going to have a heart attack, you know, that. But, but as we were doing it, at, almost at the same time, we looked at each other and we laughed. Because I, I think I had said to Kyle, you ready? You ready now? And he's, he said to me afterwards, I got to tell you, Steve, you asked me that question, I know what you're hoping I'm going to say. Like, no, I need a little bit more. He said, I'm never going to say that to you, Okay. <laughs> You know? And I said, well, I'm never going to say it to you. And it, that's the beauty. You know, that's, what we're, that's what I'm talking about. Not only can we, can we be inspired and motivated physically to discipline ourselves, but spiritually we can be by somebody else challenging us to man up or woman up, to be all we can be, and to not back off in how serious we are about growing in Christ and growing in our faith. So that's, why, so that's why everything in me is hoping this morning when you got in, because Brad's going to come up here and explain to you how you can become part of a small group, a community group if you're not. And I'm hoping if, if you're not in a community group, you join one today. So in, you know why? So, so you can have this thing where you're not drifting, but instead you're thriving in your walk with God in your relationship with Christ.